Hey, hey, hey. How are we all? Oh, Chaz, for for goodness sake, I've told you, take that stupid mask off. That's just, it's just ridiculous, mate. Just take it off. You lunatic. That's better. You look better now, mate. Yeah. You clown. What are you up to? What's he like? What's he like, people? What is he like? Wearing a stupid mask. How are you all this lovely Sunday evening? So it's been a wild, wild weekend up here in not-so-sunny Scotland. Um, been very wet, very rainy. Um, wife nearly got killed at the weekend. And and actually, I'm not exaggerating. Because although the Met Office put out, um, shall we say, warnings willy-nilly, this one might well have been justified because they put a warning out for extreme weather and excessive rain and wind on Friday and it, it rained all night Friday night and then on Saturday it was still raining very heavily and the wife decided to take the daughter down to our ice skating lesson in Greenock and Greenock's on the coast and it's at the bottom of a hill because it's on the coast you know so um, so she went down and they went ice skating. Then she came out and when she got to the car, both the front left and the rear left tire were flat. Okay, complete. And I don't mean soft. I mean completely flat. They were fine when she left. They were fine when she parked it. And when she got back, they were absolutely flat as a pancake. So um, obviously that was a bit of a problem. So we. We then had to start to try and find some way of getting someone to her. But nobody, I mean, the, the local tyre shop said, if you get the car round, we'll get it, we'll, we'll fix it. But she couldn't even, she couldn't drive the car. I mean, they were literally flat, both tyres. So um, we, we managed to get through, through um, one of our friends, we managed to get a guy who was going to bring two tiles down and do it, and he started coming down from Barhead. And when he got to Greenock, um, the police turned him back because Greenock was sealed off. So I said, um, "Look, just if it's that bad, just go and get a hotel, and um, you know, just spend the night, and we'll deal with it tomorrow when things are are better." But no, no, she <laughs> to, she had to try and sort things out. So. Apparently they were crossing a road and the water was that deep that it was almost to her waist. Um, she, she, she and my daughter tried to cross this road. They were lucky they didn't die. And, I'm, and I don't say that lightly because if you've ever been in water that's flowing, you know the power of it. Because one metre... One square metre of water weighs a ton. People don't understand this. It doesn't take a lot of water to knock you off your feet. So I think they were very lucky because she got knocked off her foot. And my daughter managed to grab her and pull her back up, which is incredible because my daughter's a skinny wee rake. Uh, not that my wife, not that my wife is big. <laughs> don't get me wrong. But um, yeah, so she got knocked off her foot. And remember, my wife has a broken arm, you know, so... Um, I don't even know why she would think you would want to cross a road that had a flowing river across it. 
Um, so the the water was deep enough that she actually got knocked under it. She came back up. My daughter managed to get her up. She dropped her iPhone and it disappeared. That went away. And we tracked it and it's somewhere in Greenock and it's down a drain. It's down a drain because we were back there today to retrieve the car. So anyway, eventually um, our friend picked her up um, after they managed to get across the road without dying. And I, and, and I'll be honest, I think, I think the Met Office was right on this occasion because it said there was a danger of death and they were right because see if you had been swept away, You'd have been you'd have been taken down a hill for maybe three or four hundred yards before you got to the bottom of it, where she was. Because I, I I mean I I know exactly where she was when this happened, and and it it would just have gone down a hill and it would have kept pushing her down it, and and that's what happened to the phone because the phone's about three hundred yards away from where my daughter dropped it, um, although that's down a drain. Um. So, yeah, I think she was very lucky. To be honest, I mean, she she's got a grazed, a badly grazed knee, um, and God knows what she's done to her arm, because it's already broken. But yeah, so that that was um, that was yesterday, and then today we went back down and we got a guy. A guy came down, and the same guy that got turned away, he came down with his van, and he he, he put two tires on the car. Um, the back tire had two screws in it, and the front tire had one screw in it. And I says, is this is this normal? Does this normally happen? And he's going, yeah, depending on where you park, and yeah, this can happen. It happens quite a lot. And then we find out that Louise, our friend, one of our you know staff, she'd um, she had a puncture last week. And I think where we are, there's there's guys with skips beside us, and they're dumping. One of them's a kitchen company, and the other ones are. a double glazing company, and they're dumping stuff in it all day. And I think those screws just get flung out and they end up on the they end up on the ground and her cars picked them up so one of them was a brand new tire almost it was only three months old so that was our weekend that's what we've been doing all weekend so daughter needs a new phone which is going to be great um and uh and uh yeah wife's okay She's okay. She's survived. Thank God. But yeah, yeah, well done. Um, no, the the um the phone the phone didn't work. It, it the phone died about twenty past three. It'd been in the water at that point by about an hour and a half. So it did. I mean, iPhones aren't aren't waterproof. They're water resistant. I mean, any phone's not waterproof. It's water resistant. But you know what? Um, the phone had been in the water for an hour and a half before it died. I mean, you can see the point where it died because it just stops in a signal. So the phone's dead, you know, and even if you got it back, it's not going to work. Uh, no, insurance? No. This... <laughs> Why do you think? <laughs> you just begging for money. <laughs> Insurance. I'm sorry, Andrew. Yeah, insurance is a, it's a luxury that we can't afford. Now this phone, this phone was bought outright in cash. Um, <laughs> this phone was bought outright in cash way back in what 2020. Because uh, I bought it as a birthday present for my wife when I had money, um, so it was bought cash, and um, and. It got handed down to my to my daughter, and you know we'll we'll get her a new phone at some point, or 
get a new phone probably sooner rather than later, some way or another. But yeah, I'll need to cancel the SIM card and uh, yeah, the phone's gone. I think we're just, that's what's happened. So how's um how's the weekend been for everyone else? I hope I hope you've not had as an eventful a weekend as we have. But you know what? All these all these circumstances are sent to try us. Um, hey ho, uh, <laughs> new Nokia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you tried giving a sixteen-year-old a Nokia? Yeah, that that would go do well. It's gonna have to be a it's gonna have to be an iPhone of some kind or another. But we'll see what we, we'll see what we can we can get and see what we can wiggle. Um. So yeah, yeah. I'm off. Everybody else has been okay. Um. It's been been an interesting weekend. How's everybody doing? Are you, I hope you're doing well. Um. Unfortunately. <laughs> Of course, it didn't help when the first thing I say to her when I see her is, did you get any video? <laughs> no, no, but seriously. And um, yeah, it's getting it's getting crazy. Um, it's, the, these things happen all the time, though, and people, people have very short memories because, you know, flooding happens occasionally and, yeah, it's weather, you know, people you get on with it. And it's not it's not anything particular, it's just these things happen. Anyway. Right, hey, uh, where are we? <clears throat> right. So um <laughs> I don't have insurance, Andrew. <laughs> what am I gonna claim? I don't have a house, so I don't have house insurance, right? I don't have personal item insurance because I can't afford that. So, well, what do you want? What do you want me to claim? Where the only people I can claim anything off are you, you guys. Send us money. <laughs> Send us cash. Buy Ben a C three hundred. Buy my daughter a new iPhone. Yeah. Hey, if you want, if you want to do that, listen. It's probably a better fundraiser than the people that want to take time off to mourn for their colleague because you know they're devastated. We've actually got real problems that we need to address. But uh, yeah, hey, there you go. Anyway, um, so let's um, let's talk about what we got. Well, I, I'm not going to talk about what's happening in the world today because I I, th I think I want to have a break from it, and I want you guys to have a a break from it. Um, because you know what? Sometimes you just need a little bit of a break, and you need to to chill out. And and this won't be a it won't be a long one. It won't be terribly onerous. I hope. And I mean, it's not my intention to make these things onerous. But yeah, let's have a chat about um, mad hatters. And and you know you've always heard this expression as mad as a hatter, and and you wonder what's all that about, and that it's actually with foundation. It's quite interesting, and I did a little bit of digging into it, and um, so and and it's quite. I've I've been following this guy, this mind unveiled guy, and remember I talked about him the last time because he made a couple of errors and something in a video he'd made, you know, like the demon glasses thing. And um and 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 he he, he does tend to over dramatize things, but I think people do for the sake of clicks and likes. And that's the problem. Sometimes I think that's the problem with me and Ben and that we don't over dramatize well Ben tends to over dramatize things. <laughs> but let's not talk about that. But yeah, I don't think we over dramatize things enough. And 
you know what, we don't really want to because what we want to do is we want to give you the truth and unfortunately sometimes the truth's not that palatable. But you know what, let's um, let's talk about the Mad Hatters. And, and you know what, Lewis Carroll wrote um, Alice in Wonderland and, and the Mad Hatter was a Mad Hatter. You know, he wore this stupid top hat thing and he was off his box, wasn't he? He was, he was away with the fairies, right? And I think I think there's there's reasoning behind this because when when you go back in time and look at I think we're in the 1700s so the 18th 18th century yeah that would be the 18th century so they're in the 18th century and hats were kind of coming into fashion in particular top hats and bowlers and all that kind of stuff and they put um they put velvet velvet around them to um to to fit them nicely to the head which is cool you know and um and to get now, I'm not quite sure, but what they used to do is they used to cure the velvet. So I'm thinking maybe they started using actual reindeer velvet. You know, you know the stuff that comes off antlers and things. That from robbing your daughter's a true hero, she saved her mum from a bad situation. Five. Thank you, Robin. You are a good guy. Cheers, mate. Thanks. Appreciate it. So. Um, back to reindeer antler. So that stuff that you know, you know, when reindeer antler are grown and they come up with this this stuff on them called velvet, and I think um, I think maybe maybe they kind of, and I'm spitballing here. I'm I'm doing an ad. I haven't done the full research. <laughs> Sorry, I'm only joking. So uh, I haven't done full research, but I'm thinking because something's called velvet, and that's always been called velvet. I'm thinking maybe velvet came from that because you know how we have synthetic velvet now, right? But I think what they did was I think they maybe got that stuff and then they had to cure it because obviously if you didn't cure it, it would it would degrade eventually because it was a properly organic product at that point if it come off a reindeer. Um, and and this has nothing to do with drinking reindeer's urine that we talked about the other night, so so we'll not go there yet, right? But anyway, so so you've got this velvet and you had to cure it, and and strangely enough, we're going to go back to urine <laughs> because because for some reason the Hattles found that soaking it in urine was very effective at curing it. <laughs> so they would take the velvet and they would pee on it, right? <laughs> Literally, they would pee on their own velvet and they would they would use that to cure the velvet and then they'd be able to use it in the hats, right? <laughs> Shut up, Ben. <laughs> I don't care. I'm getting to the point and I'm taking my time. So, yeah. So... They found that um, they f they found that you know generally hatters peed on the velvet to cure it, and it, it, it was effective. But some hatters were better than others, so some hatters' urine was better than others at curing the velvet. And they were wondering why is that? You know, why does some hatters' velvet better than other hatters' vel velvet? And and let's let's not let's not get confused here because hats were a really big business. I mean, everybody was wearing a hat. I mean, you look at you look at the seventeenth and eighteenth century photographs. Everybody's wearing a hat. They're all wearing top hats. Everybody. And you think, does everybody just wear a hat? And and yeah, it appeared they did. And when you think about it, um, 
Yeah, but even and Abraham Lincoln's going to come back into this story. Abraham Lincoln, he wore a top hat and all that. Yeah. So, so what was it with top hats and 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 then probably later bowls and things, which probably were a little bit more kind of, you know, uh, less obtrusive. Pardon me, but everybody wore hats. So it wasn't more concentrated urine. I'll tell you a secret of what it was. So what happened was they, they investigated the ones that were better and it turns out the ones that were better at curing velvet, the hatters that is, had syphilis. That's <laughs> like, ah. So how did syphilis affect the urine? Well, it didn't. Syphilis didn't affect the urine. What affected the urine was the cure for syphilis. And you know, you know, guys, I want you to I want you to try and push through this next part because what they used to do to cure syphilis was they used to take a syringe and they'd introduce it to what some would call the Japs eye. <laughs> and then they would squeeze mercury up the old Japs eye. Um which they thought was a cure for syphilis. And and it's not a bad idea, right? It's not a bad idea because mercury is, is, is an antiseptic, it's an antibacterial, it's antiparasitic. Mercury is pretty good at killing things that aren't good for you. The only problem is it tends to be a little bit toxic as well. But but after they've done this, you know, obviously the um, the the... What do you mean why we're doing this show? Because it's fun. You know, Ben, shut the fuck up. <laughs> You're the first time I've actually sworn on a show of my own, I think. But anyway, um, so so what happens is while they're peeing on the ure, uh, on the velvet, the urine is excreting the mercury as well. And the combination of the urine and the mercury has made the velvet cure better and more effectively than just pure urine on its own, which is really interesting. But then what you've got, you've got a little bit of mercury in the velvet, yeah? So so what people then think is, well, and, and the, you know, the, the, we're going back to the expression of man is a hatter because hatters, did tend to go off the rails a bit. And why were Hattles going off the rails? Well, Hattles were going off the rails because they were working with mercury, because once they found this out, they started using mercury to cure the velvet, right? Now, I'm not saying they ingested it and then peed on the hats, but what they did was mix that with the urine. So you would get mercury vapour, and then they would start to inhale it. And they'd be inhaling mercury vapour every day, while they were working. So they were getting quite a reasonably high dose of mercury vapour. So that then meant, and mercury vapour, or mercury when inhaled, will start to affect you, and it will cause things like degenerative brain disease. You know, it will put you into early Alzheimer's and that kind of thing. So that's what, and, and it makes you hard to speak, and you slur your words, you can't form words, you can't form concepts, you just bit, 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 it's a bit like Joe Biden. <laughs> Maybe has he ever been wearing a top hat? And what, you know, he's, just, he's been a, he's in the Senate for 120 years. Maybe he wore a top hat at some point. <laughs> so, yeah. So, 
So, so, so there you go, right? So you've got mercury vapors making the metals hard. Hard? Hard? <laughs> making the hattles mad. <laughs> Not the metals hard, the hattles mad. Good God, have I been sniffing the vapors? <laughs> have I been sniffing the vapors? <laughs> so, right. <laughs> Yeah, I know you were drunk, Ben. <laughs> but anyway, so so there we go. Right, so the matters have gone nuts, basically. Um, and, and there's a lot, the Milner trade is very, very big because everybody's wearing hats. You know, everybody's wearing a top hat or a bowler and all that. And they've all got this little strip of velvet, which has got mercury imprinted in it. And then it's pressed against your forehead. And you're thinking, and the mercury's seeping into your skin. And is it affecting you? And, 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 yeah, this is where the mind unveiled guy goes. Was a, it was a method of mind control? So they were dumbing down the people so the government of the day could control them. <laughs> no, 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 that doesn't actually work <laughs> because the amount the I mean, mercury is absorbed through the skin, right? But it's it's a very very low pace, very slow. Right. So, and in fact, I think you can piss it out quicker than you can absorb it. Right. So, mercury being absorbed through the skin isn't going to make really any difference to you. Um, yes, if you're inhaling the vapors all day, fine. And yeah, it did have an effect on hatters, and that does appear to be the basis behind the Mad Hatter, and probably where Lewis Carroll got the inspiration for the Mad Hatter in Alice in Wonderland. Most of the other book probably came from shrooms. <laughs> but yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm not quite sure where he got the inspiration for the rest of it. But, yeah, the Mad Hatter probably came from Mad Hatters, you know, because these guys were in here on Mercury all day. They were working on it all day. And there you go. And it's the same It's the same for, for I mean, people that work in coal mines. You know, they ended up with silicosis and stuff like that. Because they didn't know what was happening to them. They didn't realise that, you know, the coal dust and the, the, the rock particles and things like that were lodging in the lungs and causing all these problems. So so you get all this kind of, this this thing happening. Um, so we've got the Mad Hatters and then we've got, we've got the, um, we've got, we've got people wearing top hats and thinking they're being mind controlled. And, and I don't think they are really, because I don't think, I don't think you're going to absorb enough to, to affect your thinking, but but there were other things at the same time that definitely would would affect your thinking, right? Excuse me, because you've got you've got this. What did they call it? It was a blue meal or something. So this pill they had was a big blue pill, <laughs> and they used that to. To um, used it to take away things like um, you know, if you were feeling down, so if you were a bit depressed, you used to take this pill, and if you um had parasites, you would take this pill, and if you weren't feeling great, you would take this pill, and if you had a headache, you'd take this pill. So basically, everybody was taking this blue pill, and this blue pill was basically mercury at nine thousand times the prescribed safe dose today, nine thousand 
times the prescribed safe dose. So you're not pissing this out. This is starting to accumulate. This is crossing the blood-brain barrier, and this is causing all sorts of problems with your mental cognition and your thinking, your processes. So it's causing you all sorts of problems, right? And Abraham Lincoln was a big, big user of this pill. He would take one or two a day. And it would make you do things like fly into fits of rage, make stupid decisions, you know, be really, really obnoxious or go from one extreme to the other. So the whole the whole thing was really upsetting your 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 mental chemistry and making you behave like an absolute, you know, see you next Tuesday. So what happened? How did how did they Lincoln get to the point where he was actually seen as a voice of reason. So the what happened was once he got elected, it seemed to be that he stopped taking this treatment. And when he stopped taking the treatment, eventually, you know, he lost some of the mercury, he starts to come back, and then he becomes known as one of the most patient presidents ever. So, you know, it's 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 interesting how these things happen, but the top hat, which had the mercury in it, didn't make any real difference. What made the difference was the blue pill. That's the thing that made the difference. So never, and I'm not joking here, but never take the blue pill. So that's how that's how Mad Hatters came about. And and this is this is quite a short one, but there you go. So what do you think of that? What do you think of that? It's quite interesting, isn't it? I, I quite I quite enjoyed it um, when I was looking into it. And I'm not saying it's a big, deep, in-depth thing, but um, it's quite interesting. Um, let's have a look at the chat. Um, so Harold says he's learned something. Cloth caps for coal miners. Yep, me too. I like the mentals. Hey, top is an antenna to pick up the harp waves. Hey, well, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe it is. That's why it's so tall. Neuro-linguistic programming, the blue pill, yep, I had to wear a beanie. Uh, no, you wouldn't be controlled wearing a beanie, you'd be all right. Um, didn't know that. Luton Town is nicknamed the Harles. Well, there's quite a lot of towns. I mean, I stayed in a town called Stuarton and... and um, in Scotland, and that was known as the Bonnet Town because they made hats, you know. And they had a mill and all that, or not a mill, but they had a big factory thing that made hats, and you know, it was all closed down. Uh, they gave your grand purple heart to help with the stress of 16 hour workday. I'm pretty sure they did. Did they give any to Biden? Well, if he's been in the Senate for 120 years, he probably got something. Uh, red pill, blue pill. Mm, yeah, good point. And I did think of the Matrix when I was talking about when I was thinking about the blue pill. I thought, hmm, maybe that's where they got the blue pill from. Because I haven't heard that. I'll never, I'll never need to do some research and find out if there's anything about red pills. Because if there's something about blue pills, there may be something about red pills. That may be quite interesting. Should have a look at that, shouldn't I? Well, let's do that. Let's have a look just now. Let's have a quick look just now and see if there's anything about red pills. Mm -mm 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 -mm. What's this? 
The Red Pill, The Red Pill, Blue Pill, Red Pill, Philosophy and Reasoning, Critical Thinking and Science, The Blue Pill is that of simple and uncritical beliefs. Yeah, yeah, okay, we know all that, but the alt-right has lost control of the Red Pill meme. Uh, I think we're probably, I'm probably going to have to do some proper research on this before you take the Red Pill, the Blue Pill, the Little Red Pill, and Pushnell, yeah. Yeah, I think um, I think I probably want to do some proper research. Um, there'll be a lot. There'll be a lot of nonsense about it. And when you say, see, the problem is you've got to you got to weed it out before the matrix starts because the matrix is going to influence most of the internet. You know, because I mean, let's face it, the matrix was brilliant. It was brilliant. Well, the first one was brilliant. <laughs> I'm not. What do you think of the Matrix? Do you think it told us, it tried to tell us anything? Or do you think it just lost its way? Do you think it was just like fun? Was it just fun? Or did it start off with good intentions and then lose its way? Or did it start off as it meant to finish? And did it and has it really tried to explain how things really are? I, I'm not sure. Blood sell the red pill and crypt send the blue pill. Sell the blue pill. Well, I'm not sure about that. Um, so, um, and, and Robin's brought something out about um, a medicine that helps with symptoms of some mental health conditions. And, and it was quite interesting because there's been a lot of studies on mental health conditions recently, Robin, and they, they have come to the conclusion that um, it's not chemistry. There's... there's it's not chemistry that's causing the problem because they found that none of the products that they have to try and help mental health conditions really help mental health conditions. They only mask them. And, and you know, does that not start to sound a kind of narrative in modern medicine? And, and I'm only opining here. I'm not um, saying it's true or not. But does that not kind of show you that the narrative is maybe not quite there because it seems that everything that we do in modern medicine only masks symptoms rather than curing the underlying root cause and and that can be a uh, you one wonders why why do we not try and address the cause rather than just mask the symptom because that seems to be what we do on a lot of occasions and you know, and 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 Ben and I have talked about this on le at length because obviously, um, he has his issues, <laughs> as you know. <laughs> but yeah, we we uh, we've talked about this at length because I think I think the medical profession as such is is great at alleviating symptoms, but not so good at curing things. Because what do they say? A customer cured is a customer lost. <laughs> could that be? Could that be real? Could it? Mm, could be. So, anyway, it's been it's been a short one tonight. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, I don't think I've got anything more to say unless there's anything that you want to to throw at me. You can um, ask any questions about the uh, the old Mad Hours, but. Yeah, you know, the, the, I think it was quite useful. Uh, the right, then I'm trying to figure out where we're getting on. Well, that's that's true. Yep, Mister Jungle Griffin, you're correct. Robin, they died to make a teeth fall out. Who who did? Uh, was Spirit on a red? So, oh, 
quite sure. Not quite sure where we're going there, Robin, but yeah, um, feel free to, to ping me. Uh, Von Snorek, I've sent Von to sleep, and Cellini's still with us. Wow, that's a result. Chaz is ecstatic. Are you ecstatic, Chaz? Chaz, are you ecstatic? Loony. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I hope you've enjoyed this. It's just been a little short one, just something to do, just something to do, something to talk about on a Sunday night. Because you know what? Sometimes things get on top of you, and sometimes you get a lot of nonsense, and the world just seems to be going absolutely batshit crazy. And you don't really, sometimes you just don't want any part of it. You just want to kick back. And you know what? Sometimes you just got to do that. You've got to kick back and you've got to give yourself some space because there's a lot of people jumping on bandwagons and sides and things. And you know what? None, none of this, none of this is helping. It's not helping. Um, so I think, I think sometimes you just got to, just got to take some time for yourself, people, and, and chill out. And, um, and relax and you know what things will happen things will be addressed you know things will be better things will be worse that's life that's what happens and when you think about i mean some of the and and we'll maybe do a, an episode on the james webb space telescope because you know some of the stuff that's thrown back at science is really really making it think because, you know, things are going awry. Like the Big Bang is almost certainly something that never happened. The expanding universe, probably gone. Um, you know, time as a human construct, yes. As something that actually exists, maybe not. So everything happens, uh, everything happens all the time. And... What we are doing just now is just experiencing a moment, but we're still experiencing it 10 years ago when we did it then, and we'll still experience it 20 years ago in the future when we're maybe not even here. But, you know, so time is just, time is a, as, as like a, a sliced loaf, and every slice happens at every point, and it just just depends on where you dip into the loaf. Hey, not my words, you know, it's just part of what um, quantum physicists and theoretical physicists are coming out with just now. So, so there you go. Um, we can have a look at that at some point in the future. But yeah, I thought the Mad Hatter thing was quite interesting and it's a bit of a diversion, you know. It just takes us off the beaten track. It's a little bit of, you know, what people were doing in the 17th, or not 17th, 18th and 19th century and... You know, and and you get all this stuff about because we we did the Tartaria thing on Rabbit Hole the other day about you know previous civilizations that built all these things, and you know if they did, fair enough. But were they any more advanced than we are now? Because I was looking at something the other day about tunnels. You know, tunnels that are underneath cities, and yeah, I mean, there's there's tunnels under New York, there's tunnels under Pennsylvania. There's tunnels nearly under nearly every city that's built. Tunnels under London. 
And they're all like brick lined and all that. And yet you look at our tunnels today that we build, like the Boring Company and China and the, the, the Euro Tunnel and things like that. So you use these big machines that's like precast concrete into the gaps. So the thing, as the thing goes forward, there's this perfect tunnel, which we've never seen before, right? So even when you go down and look at these ancient tunnels that have been there since maybe the 15th century, maybe the 16th century, you know, maybe, right? But they've been built, built with brick and stone, right? But our tunnels look so much better. I haven't seen a tunnel that looks like one of our modern tunnels. I haven't seen one. So, uh, was there an ancient civilization? Maybe. Maybe. Was it better than the tech we've got now? Maybe not. Maybe's I. Maybe's no. Who knows? You know? Interesting. But yeah, there you go. I mean, Mercury's um, Mercury, well, I mean, Mercury as a Mercury's Mercury's a, a strange product because the the Nazis liked the Mercury, you know, and they did a lot of things with it, and and that's probably something that we'll go into in the rabbit hole at some point because Mercury's um, Mercury's a strange, strange thing—a metal that's liquid at room temperature. You know, that's that's unusual. That's unusual, and it's not something that we're that we're used to. And when you actually deal with mercury, it does some really weird things. So it's pretty cool. And then the other one is gallium. Have you seen gallium? Gallium's just mental because it eats aluminium. <laughs> Put a bit of gallium on a MacBook, and the thing disappears. It's incredible. Oh, can you can't buy a mercury thermometer these days? Can you not? That's interesting. Um, well, thymethorol is the thing you're looking for, I think, uh, Harold. Uh, I think that's what they use as an adjuvant for because it uh, stimulates the body, stimulates an immune response. And putting a heavy metal into your bloodstream probably isn't the best. It's probably not the best idea, and I certainly would not recommend it. And that's all I'm going to say on that particular subject. Don't put heavy metals into your bloodstream. But, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, Luke says you're a man of information. Thank you, Luke. Um, I, I, I do try. I, well, you know what? I've been around a little. I've been around quite a lot, and even when I was young, when I was like, um, when I was reading things, I've been a voracious reader. You know, I started reading at a very early age, and I'd done Enid Blyton and the Secret Seven and all that stuff. You know, the famous Five, Secret Seven, Bobsy Twins. Done all that stuff before I was like ten, and then I moved on to more adult stuff and by the time I was like 12, 13 I'd read all of Dennis Wheatley and Sven Hassel and all that stuff so I mean I was, my reading level was way way above where I was in age um, and then I started just reading fiction, uh, non-fiction books as well so um, when I came back from Hong Kong I remember taking my brother, we went to the library, we all got library cards 
you know, the public library. And the the one in the air was fantastic. Carnegie Library is a fantastic, it was a fantastic resource. Because remember, there was no internet, right? There were no computers. So books were your resource, books and magazines. And and Carnegie Library had everything. It had books, magazines, reference, everything, right? And I used to go in there and I would spend the day there. My dad would always take me down on a Thursday and I would spend at least two hours at the library because we'd go down about five o'clock and it shut at half past seven and we'd be there until shutting time. And I would take my card, my brother and my two twin brothers, I have twin brothers, so I'd take their cards as well. So I had three library cards, which meant I'd get 12 books out. We'd go every week and I'd take 12 books and change them every week because I'd read them all. I would stay up until two, three o'clock in the morning reading books. Mm-hmm. Um, just just to absorb the information. I was just a voracious absorber of information. And, you know, I, it's probably not done me any, it's not done me any harm. Um, and it certainly made me a mine of information when it comes to trivia. But, yeah, it's, it's it's been interesting. And you know what? If you're not learning, you're not living. That's that's my kind of view. I've always liked to learn. I mean, I've, I, 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 when I left school, I had six hires, uh, what, 13 old grades and six hires. And then I, I, I joined the police where I topped out the, I got the academic trophy at the police college uh, and, you know, for learning law and procedures and all that. So I did that. And then I would, uh, then I, when I was, uh, when, after I'd um, finished as a, a probation, or while I was a probationer, I decided I was going to go back to high school in effect and do some more hires. So I did another hire in economics, which I did in a year, which normally a two-year course, but then in a year. Then I did, I think I did a higher biology as well. No, I didn't do the higher biology. I did something, I did economics and I can't remember. Was it math? Something like that. So I did that, and then I, I went to the Open Uni, or I applied to the Open Uni, and the police paid for some of it. And I did uh, I did my first degree in economics and social sciences, and then I went on to do a postgrad in uh, IT. So two degrees, a bachelor's, and then a master's. Um, so done all that. Um, started a second degree with the Open Uni, or a third degree um, in science and did like two years worth and then kind of lost interest because what's the point in putting, once you've got so many letters after your name, what's the point? Because I'd done, at that point I'd done all the Microsoft stuff as well, so it was all Microsoft certified, I'd, 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 I'd done Cisco stuff I'd, and you know, I, I was all this it was all this shit, you know, technical IT shit. So, and, and you get to the point, what's the point? Because you've got so many fucking letters after your name that you can't put them, you can't put them on your CV because people think you're a dick, you know? So you just start, you, you just start ignoring them after that. You know, you just say you've got a degree or, and a master's and that's it. So you don't list everything you've got because people just think, oh, he's a bit of a knob, you know? <laughs> but yeah, Spent a long time on the planet, and every every minute of it is is really finding out about what's going on, or trying to find out what's going on. And sometimes it's difficult because you you, you don't know what's going on, and it's hard. It's hard to figure it out. 
really hard to figure it out. But yeah, yeah, there we go. Whew. So, anyway, there we go. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you had a good time. Um, thank you very much for coming along tonight and listening to this nonsense. Uh, Chaz and I both thank you very much. Are you going to say goodbye, Chaz? Are you going to say goodbye? Goodbye. Right. <laughs> so, good night, everyone. You know, it's been good. It's been good for me. You know, and, and as always, it's been great for you. Cause I don't give a fuck what you say. Yeah, I'ma do shit my way. So you can go kick rocks. I'ma stack bricks up, build what I want to make. Yo, I got a lot of shit to say, so I'ma do this every day. I'll be writing things until I'm fucking buried in my grave. Six feet deep, wonder, but my body won't decay. Cause my messages are kind of so they put them on display. Oh yeah, I rap with a certainty. I have a sense of urgency, a message for eternity for everyone internally. I had some people burning me, but now they fucking learn to see. I ain't the one to fuck with. Now they looking nervously, and I don't really care what you think of me respectfully. You can kick rocks if you think you're fucking better. See, I will outwork you, turn you to an enemy. Hurt you so bad that you're gonna need some therapy. I got the motherfucking recipe. I've been cooking up hits. I'ma leave a legacy. You'll be looking small when you're standing right next to me. I'm five ten, bitch, but I'm ten feet. I don't give a fuck what you say. Yeah, I'ma do shit my way. So you can go kick rocks, I'ma stack bricks up, build what I want to make Cause I don't give a fuck what you say, yeah I'ma do shit my way So you can go kick rocks, I'ma stack bricks up, build what I want to make Yeah I'ma do it my way Kick rocks, I'ma stack bricks up, build what I want to make